Welcome everyone. Drew. Welcome everyone. Hello. Hello and good morning to everyone. No, that's stupid. That's not creepy at all. I'm gonna have to listen back to this, you know that. Yeah, that's fine. I have nightmares when I'm cutting up this audio. Content catch up. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to what is a massive episode 10. We've hit double digits, which is very exciting. Um, this is the grand final Boonanza. So welcome to the special edition. <laughs> well, well said. Um, we thought we'd do this because, hey, it's only once in a, a yearly thing for every um, sport to have the grand final. That was a good comment, Michael. But um, <laughs> So we thought we'd have a grand final special, Jules. How are you, yes. Jules? Um, I'm, I'm going well. First first thing, that was a very um, teacher introduction to the- I thought I'd try something new. To the content catch-up. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Mr. Barker. Yeah, all we're creators. Good experiment. <laughs> but you're right. It's a it's a once-in-a-year opportunity to talk about grand final content. And um, I think we're pretty blessed here in Victoria. Apart from being in lockdown, um, we had three- Three wins from three games. Yes. Isn't that right? Melburnians took it home in netball, NRL, and AFL. And actually, no, because we all also, we also had our grand final of the week, Jules. Melburnians. What's that? What was that? We got out of lockdown. Yes, we did get out of lockdown. And boy, have the beers been flowing, <laughs> Michael. Well, as they should. It's very, it's very um, Australian of you. So I'm, I'm, I'm proud. No, well, let's get let's get straight into it, shall we? So what we're going to do today is we're just going to have a look back at three or four teams that have produced some pretty cool grand final content, and we just want to go back and have a look at it. Um, Bucks, I think. Do you want to start with AFL? Maybe that's a bit of our bread and butter. I think so. Um, probably know the most about it. We had Richmond and Geelong go head to head in what was a, a good grand final for three quarters and terrible for one because Richmond won. What did you think of the content? <laughs> I thought it was good. Um, we can start with the cats. Yeah. I think the main thing I took from the Geelong was I'm a fan of their Instagram stories. I think they ha- they've nailed sort of, I don't know if you've noticed, but you know how some teams do the bar down the bottom of sort of the progress? So like pregame, Q1, yeah. Q2. That's something I really liked. And then I think, I guess because they lost, unfortunately, for cats fans out there, um, their main thing was just sending off Gary Ablett in the right way. So I think they, I think they did well with that sort of stuff. I saw a... Post before the game, I think it was, I've got in my notes, six, seven, eight, three days until, I mean, since Gary Ablett debuted and then one more day to witness history and then they had a nice little farewell afterwards. Um, did you see anything from the Cats you wanted to discuss? I, I agree with the um, the Gary Ablett stuff and I think that's, I'll touch on that a little bit later as well when we talk about um, Richmond. But the other thing I really thought that Geelong did a good job of was uniting their fans with a lot of the content. Um, throughout their feed, there was plenty of pictures from um, Geelong fans, whether they be in Geelong or around Australia or around the world. Um, they just collated a whole bunch of it. And it, I feel like it, it created like a big sense of community, probably resulted in like fans that couldn't be in the game realising that they weren't the only ones. Um, I think probably important at, at the at that stage of where no one could get together and enjoy the grand final, but just letting everyone know that they've got such a wide supporter base that, you know, for, for one year where the Victorians couldn't get to the grand final, there's all these other people that might never get to a grand final. Um, yeah. I thought that, I thought that was a really good point. Um, interestingly, they didn't, or unless I'm getting this wrong, but I don't think they did like a pregame hype video. Yeah, I think, 
I can't recall. Memory? Yeah, I can't recall seeing one, but that's a good shout about there. I do remember seeing a lot of a random sort of spots to long scarves are in, and they seem to do a really good yeah. job of compiling it all. But yeah, hype reels. I don't know. They might have done like an Instagram story one. You know, sometimes do that. Yeah, maybe they did a, an Insta story one. Richmond, um, I feel, went pretty conservative with their hype reel. Mm. A lot of. Um, shots of Dusty and, I mean, why wouldn't use him? He's a star, but, like, just nothing that really told the story of the year and the lead-up to that point. That's my opinion. I I thought they could have done a little bit more with it. No, I agree. Yeah, I I didn't. I think I I I agree that they could have probably incorporated a bit more of the whole story of the year. But Richmond as a whole for me, Jules, I think I actually related them to the Lakers. I think they did everything very well, a lot of content, and as we said, why the hell not? pump it out yeah um, a lot of photos a lot of great snaps of post game obviously videos um of in the moment from the iphone um yeah but from the from iPhone. the iphone <laughs> new invention <laughs> Did they put it get, on the facebook get it get around it iphone <laughs> iphone's the new best thing um no i thought i thought there were a lot of content in it um again yeah i still didn't see any videographer footage it's interesting you say that i i don't I don't think I did either. You're right. The, the photos after the game were amazing. There were some really cool ones. And then they, they kept the content coming with like some, I saw some nice Polaroids pop up yes, on Yes, yeah, I like that. Uh, Insta as well. Um, I don't know. Maybe they're working on something more. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's probably wise to touch on the restrictions of what they are allowed to do. Yeah. So maybe they weren't allowed to. But one thing I noticed, you know, the tradition of once the, I think they did it last year as well, once the fans are all gone, um, the players and coaching staff and all the staff get back on the oval and sing the song again, but they're like they're typically yeah. in like normal clothes. They've probably got their Guernseys over there, um, normal clothes. But surely that would be a great opportunity if you were allowed to get the video out there because the scenes are, are very cool. There's no fans. It's all night. Yeah. And I think there was a photo of it, but something like that I think would be really cool to get the videographer in there and make a little bit of a, I don't know, access piece. Maybe it's um again we don't know maybe it's coming later and I think I, I think it's actually a lot harder to um do grand final content than than you and I probably understand because you've got all this great stuff but you've got still weeks that you can get it out because it doesn't all need to come out at that one moment yeah um and I think Richmond and even Melbourne Storm have done this really good job of like disseminating content after the grand final to keep people excited about it or keep people celebrating it so could be similar to the lakers maybe there's something still in the in the works and on its way they, they jump pretty quickly into their um, best and fairest as well so maybe they turn the focus to that and then they'll they'll head on to grand final content i think that's a fair shout two more shouts did you notice richmond's it's probably a shout out to the whole organization their little um touches of not wearing the medals while not wearing the medals. tribute yeah so they purposely didn't. Yeah. Purposely, no one. They purposely made a point. I heard Jack Revolt um, talking about it, but he said that no, none of the players wore their medals while Gary Ablett walked off, which was really nice. And I think that um, the idea sort of came from if Jack Revolt is, if I what I remember, he said is correct that um, Dusty not wearing his Norm Smith or it's three Norm Smiths around his teammates in the song <laughs> and like presses. He make he makes yeah. a point not to wear it, which is very cool. So that yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I really like that as a whole. I, I love the fact that um, they stopped their celebrations completely to just um, walk Gary off and, and allow that 
that moment to happen for who someone who's been a champion of the game. Yeah. You can hate Richmond a lot, but then they do something like that and you're like, oh, actually, like, that's that's a real um, touching gesture, Yeah, I guess. Imagine that, like, interrupting your own happiness just to, to do something like that. I think it's, it was just great. It's probably a bit of a uh, story of the year in a way. Like, I think yeah. the whole AFL and every sport has been very good at stopping and paying tribute to what's actually important. Like, the champion of the game, one of the best ever playing in the moment. They've all got that respect to be like, nah. We'll stop, give him his moment, and then carry on. One last thing from this, unless you've got a lot more, but the Jack Rewalt dreams real with Tom Lynch. Yeah. Yep. Thoughts? Love it. Perfect sort of Love 2020 it. content. Yeah. And I think a lot of people picked it up, like reposted it. I, I was not a fan of it to start with. Why not? <laughs> but it grew on me. I don't know. It just pissed me off. What, like I, arrogance? I, and again, arrogance the, again? Yeah, a little bit of arrogance, but like also the fact that they were drinking beers while they were driving a golf cart. But that's just like stupid when you think about it. Um, as in, on- as in, you're surprised they were allowed to post that sort of thing. Yeah, I, someone mentioned that. To but me maybe well. I'm being too sensitive. Yeah, I don't know. See, it's probably again put yourself in the position, and if one of your players did that, if you didn't post it, you'd be like, yeah. like you're not you're not doing your job in a way. Like that's yeah, yeah. it's so true, and it's it's a great bit of content. It's. It's like it's it's almost it's not a flex, but it's kind of a flex. It in is, a way. but it's it's, like, it's warranted in a way. Oh, and one more, yeah, one more thing on the AFL. Can people stop whinging? I'm sick of hearing people <laughs> whinge about everything. Here we go. <laughs> no, really, like it's the time <laughs> of the game. How much it's raining? All. Oh my god. Oh, well, you the want pre, to... the pre-match entertainment? Yeah, but the... in 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 retrospective of the whole year, who the hell cares? That one. I actually like the night grand final. I thought it added to the spectacle of it all. Yeah, I've, I've, I honestly could give two shits. I don't really care about <laughs> like it's, a, it's about the game of footy in the end. Like it's not about for me anyway. Just, just footy, mate. Just footy. Anyway, let's move on to the other <laughs> footy. Storm. Let's go Vixens first. The other, the other Melbourne team. So they had their their grand final. I think the week before the AFL. Yes. Um, Vixens got up. I thought similar to to what I saw with Geelong, they did a really good job of getting a lot of external figures to 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 share messages and really drive the cause that way. So they had like Jane Bunn from Channel Seven, Tom Hawkins, Jonathan Brown. I think they had like Matt Preston from MasterChef or whatever the fuck that guy is on now. <laughs> yeah, um, I saw the Hosking twins as well. Yeah. Yep. Um, Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody from Essendon is like a an ambassador as well. I, I don't know. I think it, it must be a tougher gig trying to get people excited about um, Nepal. And I mean that with no disrespect, but I think like that's an honest um, kind of, I might, I don't know, am I being a dick here? No, I mean, like, you could you could hear that and be like, geez, this guy's a twat. No, but I think we, <laughs> we've got to understand that unless I'd, I'm, I'm, I don't know you too well, Jules, but none of us are too heavily into our netball, so it's sort of hard to talk no. about something we don't have a clue about. Um, but from from what we see externally, I agree. I think they did a good job. One thing, one thing I noticed. Um, I think they must have just gone straight into an Instagram live on the court. I don't know if you saw yeah. that, but um, it ended up being a twelve minute video, and sure, it might be a bit long, but I think for something like that, where obviously their normal fans weren't. They couldn't have been there because it was where was it? it was it in Queensland again? It's in Queensland as well, yeah. Yes, yeah, so they obviously did the IG live, gave it 
I think it must have given it to a couple of players to sort of talk to other players and just see the raw emotion. I think there were a few tears. Everyone loves tears. Um, ended up being a 12-minute video and they just reposted it as a IGTV. And I think that hit around 18,000 views. So that was something I think is worthwhile. Might be a bit long for some people, but I liked it. Um, I think that's a good point with their Instagram Live because I, th- I think what the Vixens did a really good job of was just doing sharing getting that excitement going in, in the really most simple way and and like I think it goes to show with a grand final you don't have to you don't have to do something like grand all the time you, you just have to do the small things well and 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 capturing the excitement of the players is, was probably enough because they looked so excited on the court like the coach's reaction after the game as well where she was just jumping around hugging all the players like I think that's yeah. more powerful than well-produced graphics or like this epic video after and yeah I, I don't know I think 12 minutes of Instagram live of pure raw emotion where she's just the players are just so ecstatic it's probably a real tick absolutely tick that box and it's good to um that's a very simple easy thing to do to get to know the personality of the players see them at the yes absolutely see them at the highest point of I guess most of their, a lot of their careers and you know, see how they react. See the human inside them. That's what we all love. Absolutely. All right, Bucks. We're on to the storm. The final storm over the Panthers. Yes, I would like to give a general shout out to general. General sh- shout out. No, we can't <laughs> cop with that. <laughs> um, everything I see of the storm is very slick. Visual animation, especially graphic design. They don't over tweet, which. I've given you the hint. We'll go into that a bit more soon, but here we go. <laughs> no, it's a good discussion point. I want to put it to bed. It's a great discussion point. Um, yeah, but everything I see them do, I don't actually don't have anything specific that I have jotted down. But their visual try animations on Twitter and everything, um, very slick, very slick. What What are your thoughts on their their work? I couldn't agree more. I think the Storm are just like a well oiled organization like media-wise at least and obviously on the field, but like everything they do is has a, some sort of purpose. Like it's mm. – it's they don't overshare and they don't undershare. They've got this really good balance of just posting when there's something to talk about, I feel like. Yeah, not forcing anything. Um, yeah. The editing is very slick as well. Um, I don't know the guy's name. Is, I think Darcy, he's very, very good with whatever I say. His editing is very slick. So, yeah, they, they tick all the boxes. And if we're talking about like – a basic for what I think would be a basic for um, a grand final, like that pre-game hype. Yeah, the storms was perfect. Like it told the story of the year. It used this really haunting like um, track underneath that was you know that na 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 song. I th- yeah, Where? I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and it just sounded like an empty arena singing that. Yeah, but then they had all the highlights from like going into the bubble, the, the matches empty crowds like stuff back home I, I don't know I just I thought like if that if you're going to put one video out that's the one that you put out A plus A plus yeah no I agree A plus was I know the video you're talking about and yeah it was very professional and again wasn't trying to overdo anything it was telling the story of what happened to the year and exactly what the purpose is hyping you up for the game if we if we keep going back to that as well like everything having a purpose they didn't rush getting out any content after the game. Like obviously the story was was busy with um, stuff from the field, but 
if you look at their Instagram, they took their time to find like the photo that they wanted, the video that they wanted. And they even went even further to produce specific types of content. Like they did reels in the middle of a grand final. And you're thinking that would be the furthest thing away from my mind <laughs> in the grand final, like go back and produce a reel. But they did it and they, they waited until they had the, the, the content that they wanted. Like they put a, rather than put all of Cam Smith's post grand final speech, they took the one snippet about Victorians and used that. And I'm thinking that's all that they know that like Victorians aren't the biggest rugby fans, so they don't need to hear all the other shit that's going on. They just need to hear that one bit that makes them feel like Melbourne is their team. It's a great point. And they did it really well. I, I, I think this is my favourite coverage that I've seen. And then they had their own take on the, the Jack Rewalt, like in the golf cart thing. They did it with... Um, Monster. Oh, did they? Oh, okay. I Cameron Munster. Yeah, it's um, it's pretty funny. He's like, I don't know what he's doing. He's got a beer instead of a um, oh, he's got a bit of champagne, and then he crashes his skateboard. It's funny. <laughs> as in, <laughs> as in, they purposely did it to replicate Richmond, or was it I just- think he, I think he was just trying to do it, but it just came off really well. Yeah. Okay. Well, can we go on? Uh, is that all you wanted to say on the storm? Because I'm keen to go on to this live tweeting saga. Let me see. Let me just check. Melbourne Storm all looking good. Yeah, I think you're good to go. <laughs> all right then, Jules. Let's carry on to live tweeting. We've we've talked about oh, this I'm a bit. Gotta get comfortable for this one. That's fine. Um, we talk. It's come up a bit on Phoenix Suns, um, Miami Marlins, but that was mainly on the personality. So we saw of the grand final, we saw two different tweeting styles of Storm versus Richmond. Firstly, I want this to be a conversation. I don't want to be complaining about the Tigers and come across like an average human. But So my main point of this is I want to see a death to word tweets through live <laughs> tweeting. Um, while I was watching... A death to word tweets. Death to word tweets. Because I'm confused with these big... It'd be different if you're tweeting for a Division Two lacrosse team. You probably want to update what's happening in the game. No offense to the lacrosse. Um, Where did you get Division Two <laughs> just lacrosse team? Just giving you an example. But with the, one of the biggest teams in both sports, with AFL and NRL, I'm not sure, and I could be wrong. But I, is the purpose to let them know what's happening? Because my answer is I don't think so. I think the purpose should be to give you an insight that you don't really see on the broadcast or. Whatever else. So this was sparked by me diving into a little bit deeper. From tip-off to the final siren of both games, I had a look at the amount of tweets and how many word tweets. And obviously just to um, confirm the obvious, word tweets meaning there's nothing in the tweet but words. Pretty self-explanatory, but I thought I'd say it anyway. Oh, I thought you meant that they'd written them in Microsoft Word. Okay, shut up, Jules. Um, <laughs> that's actually pretty funny for you. So from tip off to final siren, Richmond t- tweeted 26 times, 20 of them were word tweets. Now, Storm tweeted. This is a deep analysis. Sorry to interrupt you. Have stats. you got a table or a spreadsheet? Yeah. <laughs> like, how will you keep I've, track of this? I've ruined my spare room with a ex- massive printout <laughs> poster. Anyway, so Richmond, 26 tweets, 20 word tweets. Storm, 16 tweets. Three word tweets, and you can guess what which one I preferred and what I love. But I don't know. I think it. I don't think it's worth over tweeting. We touched on it before from Storm. They do it perfectly. I think they did it really well. I think your audience is probably already watching your team play, so they probably don't know need to know exactly what's going on. 
Do, do you agree with me mm. so far or am I being overly critical? I agree with you because I always view it as like people are watching the footy or the grand final or whatever and they've just got their phone in their hand. They know the score. They, they watch, know what's yeah, going on. They're that. watching the game. <laughs> yeah. They need some sort of insight that's that they're not getting on the screen or they need some sort of engagement that's not getting on the screen. I don't necessarily think that like word tweets are dead. I, I think that's an overgeneralization. And I think people still go to social media for updates. Like I know myself, I check Instagram stories when I want to know the score quickly if I don't have that particular app or like I can't be fucked opening up the app because I'm already in Instagram. That's the other thing. Like hmm. if people are already on Twitter, like it doesn't hurt to give them a score update rather than having to go somewhere else and then come back. Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting one because I would be interested to know how many people go to Twitter to follow. I'm not talking quarter time, half time. I'm talking progress scores. Progress. Yeah. But they, they might just be sitting on Twitter, like reading other stuff about the game, you know, like they're not necessarily waiting for a team to, to post the scores, but they might just be on their like following the hashtag from a match or seeing what other people are saying. Like, for example, the NRL grand final, everyone was going off about that, um, the commentator from the game. Yeah. And I know my, I jumped on and was like, what are other people saying about this? And through that, maybe they see something from, uh, Melbourne Storm that is like, hey, Phil Gould, eh? Yeah. Oh, no. mate, it's pretty shit up there. <laughs> I get people would probably be scrolling regardless, but my point is more they're probably watching or listening to the game. It's probably just the one of who are we tweeting for. I think that's why I brought in Division 2 of the Cross because if you're following like a yeah a less popular sport and you're not the Richmond Football Club or the Melbourne Storm, then you probably don't need to. But I don't, I don't want it to be like I'm bagging Richmond. This is a very general thing for what I think happens a lot General in Australian, Australian sport. It's a bit of an area that I follow a lot of Australian sport and the tweeting just seems too generic. Like I want to see someone do something and I loved what Storm did because they yeah they had three word tweets and it was all reactions, I think. So it might have just been a bit of personality in capitals, few emojis reacting to something specific. I, I think you're, you're right. Like if you... If you're going to tweet something, it's got to have purpose. You don't need to give a, a rolling update of the game. I think you can do something like really cheeky and really fun and like have a cool graphic and, and whatever and still have some sort of information go up with it. All right. So, yeah, just let's just make sure. That's just my opinion. But, hey, let's let's hear what other people think about tweeting, Jules. Do we think – do we like how games are tweeted or do you, do you have – how would you tweet the game? That's maybe that's something we should put it out. Yeah, what would you do differently? Would you go more down the, the path of the Phoenix Suns or like the Miami Marlins that we saw or would you would you toe the line of caution and probably um, play it safe on Twitter? Be Let risky. us know. Be risky, people. Wow. Dangerous, Barker. <laughs> the, one more thing to wrap this up. Sorry. I just want to say congratulations to all the digital teams involved in um, the grand finals this year and, and wider, like just every competition that went on in a hub because, fuck, it was a difficult year, like, for everything. I think we can sit here and easily, like, pull apart stuff, but everyone was just doing an amazing job with, like, limited resources. So of the teams that we spoke of today, like Richmond, um, Geelong, Melbourne, Vixens and Melbourne Storm, well done on um, keeping us entertained while we are in lockdown. Now, fuck the Panthers. I don't give a shit about them. <laughs> All right, well. Melbourne. Um, and the <laughs> And the Panthers, even if Jules might not say so. But no, I agree. It's it's very easy to sit back here on, on this podcast and nitpick a bit. And it probably goes back to me 
complaining about people being so negative. I've probably just contradicted myself and just been negative for the sake of it. But it's, it's trying right, to... mate. Come on. This isn't a self-reflection It's trying you. to... I could be better. I mean... <laughs> um, Let's push on. I think we've we've touched on a, a lot of grand final content there. Barks, you're up, my, my son. We're, we're back to random endorsements. Did you just sun me? Sun. Um, my son. Yeah, so random endorsements. This is something Jules had to crack at the first go, the first edition of it. Um, and now it's my time. So it's something that we thought would be fun if people could just send in random athletes and random sponsorships. Um, the first one is Marcus Bagdadis with tennis rackets and jewels. Yeah, it's not necessarily a campaign, but how we would approach Marcus Bagdadis being sponsored by tennis rackets. So this one was sent in from Rose, who is works at the Carlton Football Club. Hello, Rose. How are you? Hello, Rose. Shout no out. response. Um, and it's Gary Ablett and Ashley and Martin, and we thought we'd do it now on this grand final bonanza because it fits in with farewelling and it's sort of like a what would he be doing now is that right Jules I think I think it, he's retired got a bit of extra time on his hands wants to get the hair back is looking for a sponsorship Ashley and Martin pop up and say hey Gaz you bald baby <laughs> it's funny you word it like that because I've taken the approach of it's not necessarily about I I won't spoil it, but anyway so I thought about it and it's come to an ad campaign. The ad campaign okay. is called Finding Your Peak. Now, it's funny you straight away assume that Gary Ablett wants his hair back, right? Yeah. Well, he doesn't. So this is expanding what Ashley Martin are there to help. Obviously, it's about hair growth, but it's sort of attacking it from the situation that all clients, all client situations are different. Um, sometimes things aren't the way they seem. So... Well, you know, Jules, Gaz was happy being bald. Um, the tagline is helping you find your peak. Um, it's bigger than a hair growth solution. And basically, it's helping the individual be the best they can be. So, the ad. And this is Gary talking. This is his sort of script, his dialogue. So, highlights with him with hair. Gary pops up on the screen. When I had hair, I felt at the peak of my game. Now, it goes to highlights of him with no hair. And this could be done in a comedy way. It's It's got a serious point, but it could be sort of taking the mm-hmm. piece a bit. Um, highlights of him with no hair. But when I had no hair, the peak of my game grew. Sometimes things aren't the way they seem. Embrace your growth, whether that's on your head or not. Ashley and Martin, they're here to help you find your peak. Wow. I like it. Yep. I like it a lot. The wow. So Gaz isn't getting a full head of hair. No. He's saying, you be you. You be you. But you, if you want hair, we're here to help. Here. But we're here, more importantly, to help you find your peak. Jesus. I I didn't realise I was on a podcast with Donald Draper. You've I never seen you, Mad Men, have you? No. Nah, I thought you liked it and then it sounded like an insult. I did really like it. That was good. Thank you. But so I'm bowing, everyone. Is this just one ad or does Gaz like, have you thought that much? Is it one ad? Is it um, a series of ads? It, it's probably just one ad, okay. I think. It could be a series. Gary Ablett could start it and it could be a series of other famous sports people that may necessarily not want their hair back. I mean, I can't really think yeah. of anything off the top of my head, but. Michael Jordan. Oh, yeah, there you go. LeBron. 
well, LeBron keeps putting fake hair back on his head, so it probably doesn't really matter. <laughs> but it's still helping you find his peak. He saw yeah. this ad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He might be thinking, hey, who's that little bald dude running around with that weirdly shaped ball? He was a lot better bald. <laughs> but you know what? This, this could be like the, the, the other side of it. If you did have LeBron who keeps putting hair back on, that's his peak. Like he yeah. wants to have hair and he won a championship while he kept putting him back on. So. Yeah, and Ashley Martin have helped him find that fake hair to put back on. Yeah, I love it. All right, that's it. So, Gaz, good luck well with done. this sponsorship. 10 out of 10. I didn't think you were going to take that approach. I thought you were going to come with something like Gaz with all of a sudden long hair. <laughs> like flashback down of to, hot. Down to his ankles. <laughs> uh, no, it didn't even cross my mind, you muppet. All right, don't need to get offensive here. Oh, Barks, I think I'm just checking my watch. I reckon it's about time to crack open an egg. Egg of the week. Now, Jules, I hope you've got, I hope your toast is ready because I've got five (laughs) eggs of the week. Five? Hold on. (laughs) I've got five. Oh, my God. These better be rapid fire. These, I'll go through them quick. I mean, do we really care? But do you have any? Because I've got... I'm ready to go. I'm I've got, crack. I've got one, but you go. We'll, we'll, we'll get to mine eventually. I want to hear the. Five. You sure? Are okay. they in order of egginess, or what? What's the the order that we're getting them in? Not in order. Um, probably just the order that I wrote them down on my notepad. Egg go. one. Toby Nan Curvis, the kid that missed his <laughs> high five, left him hanging. You're an egg kid. <laughs> egg two. This soccer player taking a dive, gets touched in the neck. Look at the end scene. Oh. Can I? Can yeah. I can I interrupt there? Dead Not body. the same soccer player. Not the same soccer player. Oh, did I just get fooled? Have a have a look down in the comments. I'm pretty sure they're different soccer players. Or oh. if it's the same soccer player, it's a different different incident. That actually might I'll find the comment. That actually might explain it. We might cut that one because I this wasn't the original link I had and they must have deleted it because someone was bagging it. Anyway. Different different one. What are we up to? <laughs> Hang on. Are you gonna egg me here? Well you've got my door open. Egg three. Egg three doesn't, well, it is actually, there's two for you. Egg three, LA Dodgers, Justin Turner. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. This was my egg as well. That's your so egg? we've got a, a mutual egg. Yeah. You'd explain it because so I'll let you, you have one. Well, basically the LA Dodgers won their first um, title in 32 years or something or their first MLB championship, whatever they call it in baseball. Um, Justin Turner had tested positive for COVID just a few days before and he ran out on the field to celebrate with like everyone's wife's kids, like everyone hugging them, no care in the world, no mask, nothing <laughs> like, didn't he what get an co- idiot. Wait, what an egg. Didn't he get called out? Didn't he get taken out halfway through the game? Cause that's when they realized yeah. he's positive. He was positive. He got taken out of the game. If- you know how we're talking about, um, the Stanley Cup and them all drinking from it afterwards. And yeah. fan. This is almost, exactly what I, I don't know if this is worse. I think it's worse. Like, if we're ranking we're an egg, on, sorry, we're an egg. If we're ranking my five eggs, that's number one. But I'll I'll carry he's, on. He's got to go pretty high egg of the year. Yeah, no good shout after go kart man. I reckon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, really go kart. We're three eggs down, and I made a comment last week, Jules, that I want to get you back, and I wasn't going to force anything because you've egged me twice. I'm going to egg you twice. Mm. Number Here one. You go. I don't care what your mum said to you, but you've got 161 unread text messages. <laughs> I've had a go at you before, but come on, Jules, pull your head out. I, I can't help it, man. Like I 
I just uh, I'm, so I'm up to 179 now. No, it's not even that. I just read them on preview and then if they don't need replying to it, just let them sit there. I don't want to hear excuses. I want you to make those poor people feel welcome and have a talk, have a chat to them. Anyway, egg five. Who sends a draft tweet? Here's, okay, so if you're not watching this, um, we'll put it on YouTube though, so make sure you do check it out. Um, Jules during the week, first caption, oh, sent me through a caption of how we're going to post one of our clips of the highlights club, Scott Walton, our guest last week, which was great fun. But in the drafted tweet on my screen, he called him the highlights house. You'd want to make sure you get the guest name correct. That's the fifth egg. Done, bang, dish it up. I um, I also want to want to chime in here and say I agree with the egging me for my unread text messages. I'll take that. That's... It's unreasonable that I now have 179 <laughs> unread text messages on my phone. But at least I sent it in a draft and I didn't actually tweet that. Yep. No, that's fair. But it's still an egg. Yeah. All right. I think yeah, I th- well. you could have gotten me, I think, our very first episode where I tweeted out the wrong number of... No, Phoenix Sun's record was wrong in the hub for our very first thing. But you didn't. So thank you. I didn't. You but that's all right. Me. I've egged you... If we're going overall egg count, we've gone two to you, one to me. Hang on, you can't just discredit my egg. That was two to you. It's two all. You can't egg me twice in one week. <laughs> who says who? Have you got the egg bob in front of you? Bullshit. Okay, you you want to do this? Maybe you can't I should make egg, up an you. egg right now. I can. <laughs> Look, if you want to, but no, nah, no, it's all right. I'll I'll save my egging for another week. I've got um, some good content coming okay. in, in a couple of weeks. I want to um, if we take it away from eggs. I want to I want to give um, old Bingo Barker here a shout out. Some of the content he's been producing lately for at Carlton FC. So he's doing a self shout out. No, I'm not going to do a self shout out, but it, do yourself a favor. We talk uh, we talk a lot about content, but um, if you haven't seen some of Barker's work, go do yourself a favor. Thanks a lot, Jules. Get some I mean- popcorn. You know I like to handball a bit, but these one of the videos you're referring to doesn't come, um, doesn't happen if the idea isn't sort of suggested to me. So it's not all just me, but I appreciate it. First, nice the, the editing process, and and if Christian Filippo is listening as well, his um, idea for Zach Man, um, very good. Anyway, I reckon it's about time to wrap this bad boy up. Okay, guys, wrap it up. Thanks, everyone. It's been a, a, a pretty long episode 10. Um, I think so. But I hope you enjoyed our grand final bonanza. We are in the process of working on some some exciting guests, mm. aren't we, Michael? Some, some rumblings, I hear. Um, we'll some leave it rumblings. at that. But if, again, if you if you if there's anyone you know that you want us to have a chat to or would you think might be willing to have a chat to us, please put them in touch um, and we'll, we'll get onto them because we love talking to people and finding out a little bit more about what they're doing. Bucks, I think the usual close off, please make sure you're following us on Instagram, Twitter and watch all the clips and everything else that we're talking about on YouTube. Um, new episodes every Wednesday. Spotify, Apple, Google, you know the deal. Wherever you listen to them. And I think I think we enjoy this random endorsement. So if you do think of any random athlete or sponsorships that you think would be quite funny, 
Jules is up next, so give him a challenge. Give him something random. Get it. Get on to us for that one, um, and and we'll we'll work through it. And then, oh yeah, that's about it. I think I don't have an end then. But yeah, I mean the out, the outro doesn't need to go for ten minutes, Jules. We can just you know get to the point. All right, everyone. See you later. See you. Bye.